Hey guys, it's Brooke. Welcome back to the Creative Minds Podcast. I am your host. Today we have our first guest, which is Nick Frickin' Bernard. Hi, Nick. Hey, Brooke. What's up? We are actually recording this uh, through Zoom. So if you're watching us, hopefully we'll get this episode on YouTube. So if you're listening on like Spotify or something, you can look at our faces. I don't know if you'll want to do that, but like if you do, go ahead and do it. Uh, Nick, tell us who you are. If they don't know who you are, then they need to to update themselves because come on now. Um, I'm Nick Bernard. I am 23 years old. Um, I am primarily a photographer. I have recently been doing a little bit of graphic design as well. Um, re- like emphasis on recent, that's new. <laughs> I started doing photography when I was a senior in high school. And so now that was almost seven years ago. Um, I really came into my own as a photographer as I was working at Life Teen summer camps in 2018, 2019, and 2020. And so my professional career as a photographer um, is still mostly the future, which is exciting and horrifying at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I love a photography that expresses lifestyle. Um, I love photography that expresses like religion and how how people weigh the importance of different things in their lives and photography of things that inspires people. Um, I'm not advertising myself in a certain genre. A lot of photographers do that. Um, and I've never really found a genre that I loved. So I just don't really claim one for myself. And that's I really like that though. Yeah. I like the like no genre. Like I think when we put labels sometimes we, it stumps creativity in the sense that we feel like we have to do only this one thing and be good at it when like why can't we do whatever like why can't we do multiple things you know what I mean yeah even and like not even just in the photography sense like in the creative sense like I feel like I feel like this stems from childhood like have you ever felt like like you know every kid does like a thing like they're in musical theater they're in art they play a piano like they have like a talent that their parents kind of like say like, this is your thing. This is your identity. This is what you have to do. But I think it's totally okay to do everything, right? And do all the things. And I don't know. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I think that's so right. And I think that has been, like, as I've allowed myself to grow as an artist, um, my art has begun, I don't know, to, to do two things at the same time, both to speak to me more and to confuse me a little bit. Um, In the earlier parts of my career as a semi-pro or pro or hobbyist photographer or whatever, um, sticking to a genre was beneficial for making money um, because people knew what they were getting into, which is fair, but it wasn't always beneficial for me to grow as an artist. and to under to understand what my art means to me and what it means to other people, um, and what it expresses and what I want from it. Do I you think, feel? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say I think like where I'm at right now with art is it has to be true to me. Um, it has to express 
what I actually care about and my real experience. And usually that means it makes less money um, and it gets fewer likes on Instagram. But I don't know, I'm kind of I'm kind of on that vibe right now where I'm like, I really want like fewer than 50 likes, bring it on, everyone unfollow me because <laughs> if it isn't true, then I can't sustain it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel like I have been developing a like, I don't care attitude <laughs> on social media and just posting like what I want to post. And like, yes, you have followers and like you care about what they think about your art or whatever, like you're posting it. So you want them to see it. But if it's not something you love and if it's not something you truly are like, I love this, like it doesn't have to have a deep meaning. It could just be something that I think is visually beautiful. Like if it's not something you love, then like, I don't know. I just don't think it's worth it. You know, I, I think you're so right. And I think also on social media, we care so much because we want to grow right like we want more people to follow us we want more attention and we feel like I've always felt probably like a year ago was the first time that I was like I need to create like I need to work really hard and like curate my pictures and make sure everything's perfect and all that like working so hard for a picture to get more followers and if if I wasn't doing that if I wasn't working so 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 hard on these pictures like I wasn't going to be successful and it was stumping creativity because I was caring so much about these people and what their opinion was of me when I wasn't even really enjoying the process. I think that's yeah. really important to, to actually like it. And I don't know. Absolutely. I think you have to. And, uh, and I feel that same thing as well. I, um, I'm not on TikTok right now, but when I was. Good. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I, I like, and I liked it for a while. It was crazy. But now I'm like, that, woo, that was a lot. <laughs> I have so a, like I a have... real addiction. Like it's, it's honestly, it's the worst thing in my life. Like Nick, 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 I love it. Right. It makes me laugh. Like I'm on the weirdest side of TikTok you could possibly be on. Like it's so addictive, but it's yeah. so bad for me Nick like it's yeah. horrible for me I spend so much time like just scrolling and like my it's horrible it's thank god you're off of it like I need to really <laughs> cold turkey just it's oh my gosh yeah I I downloaded and deleted TikTok like eight different times nice um, <laughs> I don't have anything there are probably a lot of social media theorists out there and a lot of youth ministers who have like really spicy things to say about tiktok and i don't mm -hmm. have any of that i was big on like hype house tiktok like oh I really my gosh wanted see, i just wanted to see what the celebrities are doing i was like what do you do for breakfast yeah <laughs> and that was I, it i'm on like really obscure i can't of even course. explain the side you that i've never even you've never even heard of this tiktok <laughs> no it's just the weirdest stuff ever yeah um, and so when I was on TikTok, in whichever iteration of me deleting it and undeleting it and mm. doing that again and again, um, I would see a lot of videos about like, like TikToks about how to make better TikToks. And I, these people, and sometimes it's their whole career, and so I want to honor that, but sometimes like they do so much work to analyze the algorithm and to analyze the behaviors of different people. And I kind of got to this point where I was like, and for what? And, and I don't know if that's a mature position or an immature position or the right answer or the wrong answer. Maybe it's none of those. 
but even in my Instagram stuff where I was like, I guess I could put all those hashtags, but like for what? Like my fault, mm-hmm. like likes are not monetized and I have to eat dinner. <laughs> and so yeah, like people can follow me or unfollow me, but if I'm not having fun and if, especially if I'm not making any money from that stuff, then like what for? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see, like, I wonder how, entertainment is going to be shifted because I feel like everyone right now is so into like managing like recognizing how social media can be really detrimental to people's mental health if you don't use it properly and so it's interesting to think about how social media is going to look in like three four or five years like are we going to continue like uplifting TikTok and like seeing TikTok as like the biggest social media or are we going to go back to 2012 casual Instagram where people just post dumb photos with like intense filters you know so that's gonna be a good question Mm -hmm. I think that used to be the question at the center of my attention and and there are a lot of very smart people out there asking that question and I am no longer one of them um and I don't know if that's a liberation or a loss or whatever but I think I'm at this point, Brooke, where I'm like, I want to make this design because I think it's pretty cool. And so that's it. Yeah. (laughs) I want to repost this picture of Zendaya because I think she's awesome. And she's not, she doesn't know who I am, I don't think. Um, And I don't think that she is in the same religious tradition as me. And she's not, you know, one of these like beautiful, Catholic poets or something from the mid 19th century, but I still think she rocks. Yeah. And she really inspires me to be a better artist, even though she and I do not really even remotely create the same sorts of art. Yeah. I love connecting that though. Like I know with my graphic design, graphic designs, I connect a lot of what I really enjoy to Catholicism because to me that gives things meaning like that for me gives meaning to my art and so I'll make like a post with like I love like vintage art so I'll make a post with like Audrey Hepburn with like a Saint Augustine quote like no relevancy like no relevancy but like I really like it and I'm gonna post it and I'm gonna post like whatever I want I'm gonna post twice a day if I make two designs in a day like I really enjoy it so I'm gonna do it like and and I feel like it gets a good response like I don't know people aren't horrible when I like when I started posting just whatever I wanted I thought like I was prepared for a lot of people to unfollow me or you know getting a bad backlash but for the most part my followers have been pretty pretty cool about it and I think that tells you a lot about the supporters that that you have so I like it. I'm excited for the shift and just, I, I want to see more people just posting whatever the heck they want. And I'm seeing, I feel like I'm seeing it a lot more and I feel like I enjoy social media more. And I just, it's just a good time. Like, I don't know. I agree. And I think something I've been trying to grow in is like, I don't owe my followers anything. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they don't owe yeah. me anything there was no like we're, it would be different if we were co-workers or if we if we all worked at the same kind of design platform mm-hmm. but we don't like we just we just might mutually follow each other or we might not and that doesn't have to hold this sacred 
significance that I, I think I used to apply to it. I used to follow about 1,200 people on Instagram, which oh my gosh. that's a lot or a little, but now I follow like 345 people and it is so much better. There, I spent so much time trying to like finagle like well I bet if I comment on this famous person's post and use these emojis and other people will mm-hmm. notice me and think that I'm just as good as them and and kind of going back to like okay well like for what because it was for not yeah and now like I don't know I just follow the Jonas Brothers <laughs> and and I have no no regards you know like I'm here for it I used to take like such a personal offense if people yeah. unfollowed me. Like I would be so bitter. And like I, I used to have one of those apps. You know those like mm-hmm. so like if someone unfollowed yeah, me, like girl, I would unfollow you back. Like sure. screw you. Like I would be yeah. so offended. And it's like for what? Like literally for what? Seriously, I get it what? that people use social media um kind of as their brand or to make money or to 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 promote themselves like I get that we all need to hustle like I respect that but like if I'm so concerned and consumed with with this with this number with this idea like what are we doing like what are we doing like I I recently hit my I hit my like count which was really hard for me to do um because like I as, as much as I hate to admit it, like I was so obsessed with this number yeah. and I knew like, I was like, I gotta, like, if I'm going to create and just do it because I want to, like, I can't, I can't deal with that. So I took it okay. off and it's been fun. I feel like so much more comfortable now. I just post whatever I want and I just am having a better time. I don't know. And I think my followers see that too. Like they see me kind of showing yeah. my personality a little bit more. And I like that. I don't know. Yeah real um going back to photography do you feel like your photography has any influence in your identity as a person like do you feel like it's shaped it's shaped your identity and how you view yourself or others I think it has shaped my my experience a lot um I, one thing I actually love to do, and I think this must be inspired by photography because otherwise it's kind of creepy. I love to give people like really specific visual compliments. And I love that. <laughs> I, I do that. Sometimes people are kind of taken aback and they're like, uh, what? Yeah. But like, I love saying like, oh my gosh, like, like I, I work in a high school. And so the other day I said to one of my students, like, dude, you have a really good sense of fashion. And he was like, wait, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, like, I love the shapes that your outfit is making. I think it looks really, really high fashion, really awesome. And he was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> really flattered. And I was like, sorry, yeah. I hope that's not like creepy. That's just kind of how I've started to see things. Um. I think my appreciation for beauty is is heightened because I've practiced looking for it. Um, some of my favorite photographs, uh, these are like my own photographs or other people's, are just these crazy little in-between moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that the world looked like that by accident. Um, 
also the way that I have started to talk about people and and like uh, that sounds kind of insidious what does that mean like being comfortable giving compliments more liberally or Mm -hmm. being comfortable praising the art of all different kinds of artists and I I just saw Spider-Man last night um and Zendaya is one of the actresses in that movie and she I just think she's gorgeous and I think in the past I would have kind of had this like fear of like oh gosh like I don't want to I don't know you know I don't want to be weird I don't want to be like a like embarrassing I don't want other people to think I'm obsessed but now I'm like no like she's literally such a fashion queen and she has just got these like this beautiful aura she wears all these hairstyles she's such a shapeshifter and I'm here for it um that's kind of a funky example but that is something I learned from photography where I really think I'm able to look at it almost every person and say like oh my gosh you're so beautiful wow um and sometimes I say that and people are people get scared Mm. (laughs) but I'm like no seriously like like your facial, one thing I do say a lot is your facial symmetry is off the charts. <laughs> People are like, I would die if somebody came up to me and said that to me. Like I'd literally die. Like <laughs> when I, I would, so I was maybe, maybe some of the people listening might not know this about me. I was in a religious order um, for a year and I was hanging out with a lot of other, other young guys who were in formation. And there was this other guy and I was like, dude, your facial structure you could be like a supermodel, like not just a model for like Abercrombie, like a, a Gucci supermodel. He was like, "Oh, I think I'm gonna pray about that today." <laughs> like, you uh, should because it's oh so good. Gosh. Um, I don't know. So that that's sort of a funky answer, but yeah, I mean, of course, of course, my goodness, like I'm seeing God in a lot of things that I see with my eyes. And, and I could talk a lot about that as well, but I think even more specifically to photography, it's just like, I'm so excited when things are beautiful. Um, God speaks through that, no matter what genre it is, you know, mm-hmm. God, if God were limited to Christian art, then we would have kind of a lame God, but I'm grateful that we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it speaks to me a lot in Zendaya's performances sometimes too. <laughs> yeah, I love how you talk about being observant like I feel like a lot of photography you're very you become very observant of beauty and like looking for beauty in things that might not be conventionally pretty which is something that I've I've seen a lot um I I love taking pictures I'm not really a photographer but I had to get extra storage in my phone because I take pictures of everything like my friends and I don't have snapchat but we use iMessage like Snapchat and we will just send random pictures all day long like that is how we communicate like and so I'll notice like little things in my day that are funny or that are really pretty or aesthetically pleasing or symmetrical or whatever and I think being observant and like taking time to to notice things around you is really important not even just in like photography but like being able to slow down and like be very aware of life happening around you is so important because we're, we're so busy nowadays. We don't take time to, to look around us, you know, like even like on my college campus, like everyone's just like, I'll be walking around campus and everyone's on their phone. Like nobody's talking. Like I'll be like, nobody is looking at each other and looking around or doing, it's kind of freaky. Like it's a little freaky seeing it. Um, 
And so being able to like take time, slow down and using photography to do that, to look at things in a different way, I think is really beautiful. Uh, And also the fact that we're able to capture a moment and the fact that photography tells stories and we're able to capture something in time is so beautiful to me. Like, do you have any stories or experience just being able to capture a moment in time that really spoke to you? Sure. I love to photograph liturgy. And that's not the only, that's not the only thing I do. And I don't really brand myself that way, but I think Mm -hmm. liturgy is kind of the crux of what it means to be a human is to worship. And so there are a lot of moments, whether at the place where I went to college or at some kind of conference or at a summer camp, um, I love to take pictures of people praying. There's one picture I'm thinking of, um, it was a picture of one of my friends, Lane, praying in adoration and kind of, we, we were in this room with really ugly lighting. <laughs> and, but one of these crazy ceiling bowls was kind of casting this really pretty angel glow on her. Um, and I took a picture of her praying. And I don't know what she was praying about. And it probably doesn't matter for the picture, but that was a perfect example of of a, a, to freeze that moment, um, to give it maybe the attention it deserves. Photography is necessarily still um, video. You know, everyone knows, I don't know. <laughs> this is not a revolution. Video yeah. moves. Yeah. <laughs> and there's sound too. That's called, it's called a movie. <laughs> um, I saw a movie last night. And, but photography doesn't move. And so what I love about it, it is, it's almost a treasure hunt. Maybe that's sort of a chuggy example, but um, I'm, I'm forced to look on the surface and then to go a level deeper and to keep doing that until I've really juiced everything that happened. Um, I think it's true that our brains filter out most of the information they could input because there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. If I'm looking at a photograph, because I've frozen the dimension of time, I can pay a lot of attention to light and space and plane and movement. Um, and my brain can handle that because they're not all colliding. Mm-hmm. So that moment right where I took that picture of Lane in adoration was really special because nothing, I don't know, nothing was happening, particularly, you know, she was praying and that's an event, but there wasn't like, fireworks going off or wasn't like on a roller coaster um but that moment meant more to me and I think to Lane and to more people because I could freeze it digitally yeah I I've I've experienced that I love the vulnerability in in images like that Uh, just seeing someone be completely vulnerable and like I mean that's a vulnerable position like you're praying like that's I don't know. I get super weird praying in public or praying with people myself. Um, I went to a conference once and this girl, she was like a couple rows down, but she was praying and she just like looked so vulnerable and just like really just there, like in the presence of the Lord. And it's, I didn't take a picture of her, but it's, it's weird how she is someone that I think about. I don't know this girl, like she's some random girl. And like, 
I almost created like a mental image of, of her in my mind. And she's still like that image of her is something I still think about. And am I'm still inspired by her today. Like I didn't have to take a picture of her, but that moment in time is like in my, in my mind of this girl. And I still, she's some random girl. I hope she've doing well, <laughs> but <We> it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. If you're out there. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was in New York. So girl, I don't know if you're in the okay. area. Girl, if you're out there in New York, <laughs> if there's any New Yorkers who are girls who pray. She had like a dark not. braid. So, um, but like dark braid girl, we love you. We love you. But like moments like that, like that could have been an image. Uh, it Well, it was an image to me in my mind and it was so impactful just seeing someone so vulnerable. And the fact that photography can do that, like photography can encapsulate emotions in a specific time and share them to people of every generation or whatever, you know, like there are pictures from, you know, hundred of years ago that I still love and think are super beautiful and captivating and inspiring and similar to art too, like paintings and all that kinds of stuff. Like the fact that it can evoke emotions from so long ago, I think is really, really cool. Um, I know you said you've been getting into graphic design. Okay. How, how's that been for you? Like how, sure. I know your logo, guys, his logo is super cool. Like it's, I'm obsessed with it. The symmetry, just, (laughs) I'm obsessed with it. Like, how's that been like figuring out like Photoshop or Illustrator and like starting out kind of fresh with that? Sure. How has it been? It has been slow and Mm -hmm. unsexy and it contains a lot of Googling. Mm -hmm. And so if anyone out there, um, any of our listeners, you know, if you're a new graphic designer, listen, I'm new to, and it's not shiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It probably means you're doing something right. Or at least you're doing what I'm doing, which I hope is right because I'm doing. Anyway, how is it? I love it. Um, I love, I mean, I love photography. This is not news. And, and I, I'm having a fun time right now embellishing some of my photographs um unless I I I did a couple images okay there's two categories there's me being kind of silly which is me like photographing Pokemon in the back of this Ariana Grande photo shoot and then there's me being more serious which is like embellishing a photo I've actually taken with kind of a piece of theology or something um I learned a lot on Pinterest and I learned from some TikToks that I saw, I'm not on TikTok, but I saw the TikToks on Pinterest. So if you're on TikTok, fear not, you can learn a lot. It is a humbling experience because um, the world of design is larger than I am. And, and I feel infinitesimal in it sometimes. I'm like, well, how, what do, which button is this? Um, the pen tool, I don't know if there's anybody out there that has a sordid love affair with the pen tool like I do, but every so often I'm like, I'm the king of the pen tool. I can drop it. If you don't know the pen tool, all you really do is drop these points and make lines between the points. And sometimes I'm like, I can do anything. I'm the best pen tool user there's ever been. And the next day I'm like, I don't know it. I don't even know what a real pen is. I don't think I have handwriting. That's um, <laughs> kind of a crazy answer. But I really like it. Oh, my favorite thing is sometimes I think design, at least in my experience of my own art, takes a photograph from being just a picture 
to being really like a piece. I'm in a phase right now in art where I really want to create pieces. And so I'm, I'm not, if there's anybody out there who wants to hire me, listen, you can try, but I'm really not hiring myself out very much <laughs> because I don't want to work as, this is a little meta. I don't want to work really as like providing a service. I'm trying to gear myself more toward creating specific pieces. And so, oh my gosh, I would never say that somebody like a wedding photographer isn't an artist because they are, and that's very hard. Um, I feel less attracted to that than I do to creating, you know, like this is a piece that has a lot of significance by itself and it's for anybody and the, the picture's not really of anyone specific. Um, that's a little bit of a tangent, but how it's going as well. I'm trying to use my own theological experience and spirituality and prayer to fill it in. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes I just like to photograph celebrities and Pokemon sitting together too. I Photoshop, love that. Not photograph. <laughs> I love the fact that- I've never met a Pokemon or a celebrity <laughs> in real life. <laughs> I love the fact that graphic design can turn nothing into something. Like, I think that's my yeah. favorite thing is like, I'll start with a blank sheet on Photoshop and end with something really cool and meaningful. And I can do it all from the comfort of my bed. Like I, like I, like photography, <laughs> I got to like go out and like, you I don't really want to go out, out you, you know? Get up. No. And let me tell you what, it's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to like, lay, shoes. it's just, yeah. Like I get to lay in bed and listen to music and, and make my art. Like that's cool to me. Like, yeah. and the, I don't know. It's just. I love that I can turn nothing into something. I think that's really cool. And also with graphic design, it's it's definitely a learning curve. Like, I don't know. Do you use Illustrator? Because I don't know I, how I to use it. I have used Illustrator before. I don't use it right now. I still don't know how I to use it. Money. I can't use I literally, I only use Photoshop. And then uh, I use Procreate a lot. Do you use Procreate? I have asked Santa Claus to get me an iPad and an Apple Pencil. See, the thing is, <laughs> I actually don't have an iPad Pro or an Apple Pencil. Uh, oh, and I nice. still, I have a literally 2018 or 2017 iPad that like has okay. only like 30 minutes juice. And I use okay. like a third party pencil <laughs> that doesn't even, like it doesn't work as an Apple Pencil. But I get it done, Nick. <laughs> Nick, I get Listen, it done. I've seen which I've seen what you've drawn and I love it. I get it done. And she gets it done, people. You guys like if you're out there listening, she gets it done. Okay. If you are a new creator and you're like, crap, I don't have a thousand dollars for an iPad. I can't do this or whatever. Girl, I was busting my butt with that free procreate on my phone or that free procreate Period. on that iPad. Like I put Period. in the work. Yeah. Like you're totally capable. Like I didn't have you Photoshop for like a year. And I would use, oh my gosh, on that iPad, I had every different app that you could have like for text or for, and I would take like one element of one app, use the text, put it in a different app, use the curve tool, put it like, I, I put in that work because I had no money. Period. So if you're, especially if you're a new creator and you're like, I can't, like, I can't do that because I don't have this or this or this. You can, I trust me, get creative. Like you can, you can make it work. I made it work with literally no money. Uh, and you can, especially if you're like getting into it and you feel like you need 
the highest stuff to 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 do the stuff that you want like mm-hmm. girl get that free pro you grade on your phone yeah same Amen. thing with photography like if you feel like oh i can't do this because i don't have the newest canon or nikon camera like you can always create with your phone and like start there how do you what camera yeah. do you use nick and uh, i will tell you the answer and then i'll tell you uh, my thoughts about that mm-hmm. i i didn't even okay the first answer is i don't always remember the second answer <laughs> is i have a nikon d750 which is maybe the equivalent of a canon 70 but i don't know um what i would say about that is sometimes people ask me and they are well me and so this you didn't just do this because you asked me a different question but a similar question that sometimes people ask me is what kind of camera do you have do you have a really nice camera and i'm like that's not the point of this like i could take that picture on a flip phone and when i was when i was in a religious order i had a flip phone <laughs> oh my gosh too. um I should publish those. So, oh my gosh i will um it is yeah just to echo that it's not about what camera you have because let me tell you what the camera don't take the pictures so. <laughs> you got it you can press the button all you want but it's not gonna look good until you know what you're doing yeah i love cell phone photography it is not the same and so i I would probably never like offer to shoot somebody's wedding on my cell phone unless they were kind of into that but Mm -hmm. um i like how simple it is i like that the dimension is more flat so it's like kind of the cooziness of it and you know what I did? I, you know, I have this on my desk. I'll show it to all our viewers on YouTube. This is a little digital camera. Oh my gosh. Can't see. I'm holding it. I'll just describe it for anyone listening. It's silver. Um, it probably weighs about half a pound. It is a little ugly and it can go underwater and you can drop it from two meters. And it probably was created in about 2009. And I took this camera to a party last weekend and took a bunch of pictures on it because I wanted them to have that kind of ugly, chunky, endless summer, Y2K, hit me baby one more time (laughs) kind of thing. I love film. (laughs) So you can do anything. You can do anything with anything. Mm -hmm. Believe me. I'll help you. DM me. Yeah. I, I only take pictures with my phone. Like I actually gave my brother, my brother, uh, does film stuff now so he he took my camera uh and like I only use my phone for everything I really like it I really love what is it the like not the zoom what's the opposite the The like wide wide angle angle. I'll take these stupid dumb selfies for my friends of just like obnoxious angles and like it's just fun and I love the portability too like it's so everyone has it like there's no excuse not to be able to to create like you don't need the highest tech stuff same thing with graphic design like you don't if you're creative like there if there's a will there's a way like if you want to wanted to get it done microsoft word (laughs) challenge (laughs) like that was something that was really hard for me at the beginning like when i started with the creation project i Mm -hmm. i didn't have any graphic like i literally had made one graphic design on my instagram and ricky was like you want to join like i didn't have photoshop i didn't have anything i didn't and like i almost felt um i felt not as good as everyone else on the team like i dealt with a lot of like what's the word 
just like well just it's feeling like syndrome. yes like I wasn't good enough and that I had to like prove like they they never treated me like I was like this less than person ever but I felt like that person in a lot of ways um but I just worked hard and got creative and proved to myself that this was something that I could do and Ricky could see that in me before I even knew it myself uh Ricky's in the creation project if you don't know who Ricky is Ricky Cruz um and it's made me the person that I am today, like honestly, and it's super cool. And this past year I felt fallen in love with graphic design and photography and uh, I didn't need all of that stuff to start. I just needed my creativity and what designs were coming into my head or you know whatever the heck was happening up there because I don't really know what's going on up here half the time. So also, I know you like to use Pinterest. I, I Pinterest, you're okay with Pinterest, right? Like Pinterest is chill. Okay. Pinterest has been absolutely amazing for me for graphic design. I don't know if that's been something that's helped you a lot for graphic design, but like, I'm so visual that like, it is just, it's the best place. If you're not on Pinterest and you're a graphic designer, what are you doing? Like, I am so inspired. I'm so inspired every freaking minute. I'll see something like, do you have like a board for like visuals like that? Or I do. You... I, I'll tell, let me tell our listeners what I have. I have <laughs> lots of great, I have one called, one of them is called like website idea, the things I was using as mm-hmm. I was building a website. So that's not that interesting. I have one that is just for fonts. Nice. I love, maybe if you follow me, you know this about me. I love, crazy psychedelic font yes like my main aesthetic is the scooby-doo title sequence (laughs) where the crazy foggy letters kind of happen yeah um i have a board that is all about spider-man because i love spider-man i have one that is mostly pictures of shoes i have some that are for graphic design um yeah all kinds of things i'm also super into typography and like mm-hmm. fonts can be so satisfying and just like I love I love the vibe of that yeah I do too I have like I have like your basic like room decor and like sure. catholic one but I also have like so many weird obscure private ones. I feel like I should publish them I have a lot of weird private ones I should honestly I don't know I don't know if I'm maybe maybe we'll do that but I love it Pinterest is like honestly my favorite social media Cause like there's nobody on it. Like it's just you in these pictures and like you get to decide what, what you like. It's you in the art. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I find a lot of new creatives, uh, creators through it too. I feel like, sure. uh, which I really love. Last question for you, Nick. I'm ready. Aside from the Catholic creative label, do you think there is pressure to conform to be a certain type of person or have a certain type of personality because you label yourself as a Catholic Christian? Like, do you feel, like going back to talking about social media, do you feel like there's this expectation to be a certain type of person because you make graphic designs or because you're a photographer, because you create the content that you do? Kind of loaded. Yeah, is the question, (laughs) is that question more about my experience in the church or more about my experience as an artist? You can do whatever you want. Okay. Whatever you feel. I'll do a little bit of each. Uh, The answer is yes. I I have always um, felt pressured to be certain ways. Mm-hmm. 
uh, first I'll say as an artist, I, in 2017, felt pressured to take all of the green out of my pictures. I don't know if you guys remember, in 2017, nothing was green. Everything was this frosty, magic, Narnia, silver color. And, and I was like, I kind of like green, but that was a thing, so I did it. I learned how to do it, and I can teach you how to do it, but it's not popular anymore. Um, I certainly felt pressured to, I don't know, stylize my photos. Um, sometimes in a, a more conservative way, and I don't mean that like as a political party mm. or anything, yeah, yeah. but to, to hold back um, some of my ideas, because I was like, wow, that might be too kooky. I, as an artist, sometimes feel pressured um, to create a lot. Uh, there is a lot of noise on social media uh, promoting consistency and promoting a lot of content, you know, just like take Sunday afternoon, make all your content for the week. Mm. And I like to take Sunday afternoon and sit on the couch. <laughs> um, and so, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I can't tell other people how to run their presence, but I found in myself that when I am creating for the sake of filling up my portfolio, my art suffers drastically um, because I'm uninspired. I'm usually pretty stressed out and I'm unhappy with what I've made. That's a little bit about, I do feel pressure as an artist. And I think that Jesus has been inviting me to release a lot of that um, and to say like, I'm gonna create, I mean, how we were speaking in the beginning, I'm gonna create what I would like to, when I would like to, and sometimes I'm gonna take a break because mm -hmm. if I'm always going, I'm gonna run out of gas. Concerning my membership in the church, and membership is not really the right word for, for an institution like the church, but um, I've often felt pressure there as well. I. I, so something you might know about me, if you follow me, I post about this sometimes, I love rap music. I love it. My favorite rappers are Amine, Nicki Minaj, Childish Gambino, Kanye, Drake, Cardi. I love rap music. I want your Spotify um, link. Oh, seriously. Um, <laughs> and sometimes when I tell, so, and this is not to, goodness, not to add, anybody and I don't even have a specific person's face in my head or anything but sometimes when I tell people that I like rap music and I'm at some Catholic event they are shocked and they're like oh my gosh really and I'm like what kind of music do you like and this is also not really at anybody but usually they say something like oh well you know I really like Penny and Sparrow or I really like Mumford and Sons or oh gosh I really love the oh hellos and I'm like oh so you like the same thing that everyone else does um, maybe that's too spicy to say, but I felt pressured to live in that world, um, to wear open flannels with chacos in the winter. And I just don't dress like that. Um, I have an mm -hmm. earring and, and sometimes I can see people looking at it instead of looking at my eyes or the way that I dress when I go to mass is, is maybe more relaxed than other people and Mm. I don't know if they think I'm a reverend or not, but that's not their beeswax. So, yeah, the short answer is yes. 
especially on social media, a lot of, and, and I, I'm, can, you know, and maybe if I asked the listeners to think of who's the most famous on Catholic social media, we'd all probably think of like the same five or 10 people. Uh-huh. Um, I've often felt pressured to behave like those people. And, and I don't think that those people are inauthentic. I don't know most yeah. of them. Um, but it would be inauthentic for me to do what they're doing just because they're doing it. Yeah, I, I, I ought to do what I should do because I want to do it. Yeah, I felt, famous is doing it. I felt exactly the same way. Like, I used to be like, all right, if I'm going to be successful or if I want to, you know, whatever, like, I have to be, oh, this person has significantly more followers than me and they're Catholic. I have to be like, that's the Catholic that I have to be. Like, that's the person I have to like these, like, I have to be in this box. And one of the things that um, helped me, though, in my reversion was seeing Catholics like me. Because for me, during my reversion, my view of Catholicism or, or my view of Catholics was this kind of cookie cutter, like homeschool, just like this specific type of person that I was not like, I'm not that, that type of person. And if you are like, that's amazing. You know, I'm not trying to bash anyone, whatever, but I couldn't see myself in the church because I felt so different in the way that I dress or the music that I like, or, you know, whatever kind of thing, how I think about things, you know, friendships, all that kind of stuff. Um, And so I think it's really refreshing to have people showing who they truly are and recognizing that they still have a place in the church, yeah. right? Because these are all like worldly things, right? Like the music that you listen to isn't connected to your place in the kingdom, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I've, I've definitely been posting a lot more, um, just showing kind of my personality and showing people that like, I'm still a Catholic, but I still like to post or do dumb stuff with my friends or listen to this music or just live my life, you know? And um, I've definitely felt that pressure, like you said, to be like thinking, thinking about the Catholic influencers, trying to be like them or having my expectations of myself being them. And it's not. So I can't, I can't force myself to to do that I can't it's just it's not me right that isn't the invitation of Jesus um Jesus says that they all might be one and that we might have be one flock with one shepherd but that doesn't mean we're all the same we're (laughs) we're literally the universal church like we're this this church is meant for everyone of every different background story culture literally the universal church like you can't get more broad than that like you can't you literally can't get more broad than that so (laughs) um nick thank you so much for being our first guest on this podcast i hope this works out you really you set the bar pretty high so i mean i don't know who's gonna who else is gonna be on but i mean they're going to be watching. So. They'll have to throw down. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to follow Nick on Instagram. What's your, it's Nick. What is it? It's like it a. Is, it, it's confusing. It's N1CKB3RMARD. So it's my name with the numbers <laughs> one and three 
Um, I taped that in the seventh grade because I thought it was cool. And then later I decided that it was a symbol of the Trinity. So Nick Bernard with a one and a three. I love that. It'll be linked. Uh, we'll link it up. Uh, make sure to follow the sure Creation thing. Project Instagram, the dot creation project. And check out our website, thecreationproject.art instead of .com because we're cool like that. Thank Period. you so much for listening, Nick. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you so, much. You so much. You're the best. We'll see you guys hopefully in our next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.